I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hi, everyone. Welcome. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Michelle. Good to connect with all of you. Ooh, I always love that intro. I just, I even sometimes bring it into part of my meditation before the show, um, before we go live for the podcast. Um, it just encompasses so much. And because it touches my heart, because um, it was made by listener participants, people in this Awakenings community set their uh, sound clips in and even for the the outro we had a listener participant that put that together for us and then of course it was um, mixed remixed and mastered by Daniel White also known as Diva Daniel amazing DJ in the South Bay area in Southern well Northern California actually yeah in California all right, so um, if you have a question or a comment or you'd like a reading, that number is 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad. 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad. Uh, God, look, it looks like a guest, interesting guest coming on the second half of the program, so you don't want to miss our awakening conversation. Um, if you're new to the program, we do a little little chat, little tune in, little hangout, and um, then we get to callers, which I do love callers. I love, um, it's funny, when I did some TV projects, it's when I, I talked to um, like the producers or executive producers, showrunners, you know, they're like, oh, we can't get people to do live call or cold calls, live calls. And I love that. I love the element of surprise, whether in person or on phone, of just connecting with people all across the world and in that heart space connection, tuning in, just getting the read. What is the read that I'm getting? I guess that's why I love doing YouTube videos. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, I really want to ask um, if people – I know a lot of people watch the videos – um, because I get the DMs and the comments and, and clients and students of mine and friends of mine say, oh, I loved your video. It was great. It was, you know, really resonated and helped me. Um, I really would love, I'm going to put out a um, an ask, a request, uh, hey, support me. I'd really love it if if you watch my YouTube videos or if you go there now, maybe you're just new listening and you're like, oh, I didn't know she had YouTube videos. Um, yeah, if you would, Subscribe and also get the notifications. Um, some people had, um, some subscribers had left me 
uh, messages in the comments that where have I been. And I usually post weekly, sometimes a little more if I can, if my schedule permits. But I'm trying to move things around where I can do more because I love doing the videos. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, what I heard is you have to a lot of times unsubscribe, hit unsubscribe, and then hit resubscribe. Okay, I'm not sure why or what that's about, but apparently it resets. So if you are subscribed to my channel, Awakenings with Michelle Mache or Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache, either just go to Michelle Mache or Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache. Um, and I do a lot of pick a cards. There are some meditations there. I'm going to be doing another channel that uh, maybe even link it to the podcast. We'll see how that unfolds. I do need help. I need help. I need help. Uh, with videos, with um, kind of assisting, if that's something that you want to do, anybody, um, email me at michelle at soulplayground.life, or you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and Sadie will forward it to me. So putting that out there, um, also what else, what else? Oh, yes, this weekend for the full moon, full moon energies and Vernal equinox, um, northern hemisphere, spring equinox, southern hemisphere, autumnal or fall. Back by popular demand, Grace O, amazing, amazing musician, artist, uh, visual and sound artist, and sound transmitter. We will be doing a sound um, workshop, interplane journey. And, um, and she accompanies with the tones for the transmission, along with I do the energetic transmission, and then a sound bath. That's this Sunday if you're interested in it. If you're into dreams and want to dive into dreams, Dreamscape starts um, March 26th. Um, you can go to courses and events on soulplayground.life. And there's information about Heart Space, which is coming up this Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. But you can also just um, sign up for it, and then you will get the recording. I am going to be doing something pretty special. Per my guides, I get the, I get the messages of what to and how to from my guides. I am going to be doing an inner family constellation. Um, and so the sound bath, sound healing, sound transmission, sound workshops that we do are also very transformative. We do the deep inner work. I'm going to lead the inner plane journey. We'll be connecting also through the astral plane to help shift the family constellation, the inner family, to connect in with your own inner family dynamic and see what's going on there, make some adjustments, and then begin to extend out into your new design and or what you want to call matrix. Everything's a matrix. I know matrix has negative connotation. It simply means design. The whole universe is based on matrix or matrices. The flower of life is a matrix or matrix, part of a matrices. Um, and so these designs, um, it's very interesting what's happening. We're both in this kind of dismantling phase and a coming together phase. There's this, a lot that is separating out. So if you think of 
energy. There's energetic uh, blocks, well, wavelengths, okay, the, 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 the sound, the, the vibration, the frequency of that vibration, the energy of it, and then the w- wavelength and waveform of it. The forms are literally changing almost like, think of energetic blocks like children play with, and the blocks created a certain design. Let's say they created a truck, you know, and now you're pu- they're pulling it apart like Legos in a way. We're energetic Legos. Maybe that's one of the reasons that people love, you know, or, or all, people, all people, even little people, kids love Legos, but, you know, there's Lego contests, um, is because everything that we have in the universe is based on a design, a seed, if you will. So that is moving around. So you might feel a little out of sorts right now. You might, you know, sleeping more, not be able to sleep. Um, food changes, body changes, different awarenesses of different parts of your body, feeling like a new part of you is coming through you, like new interests, things that you used to love or be very connected to, maybe not so much right now, you're noticing some changes. And that's because you're like literally being reconfigured. This reconfiguration that takes place creates a recalibration of energy. And from that recalibration, there's an emotional change or emotional component a requalifying the energy, the energy quality of the energy, the temperature, the, t- the, the timbrance begins to change. Similar to cymatics, if you go to YouTube and, and Google cymatics or whatever, YouTube and put it in, the sand shifting by certain vibrations, right, certain thoughts or, you know, it, it is vibrationally. So you might feel a little out of sorts right now. And and that's one of the reasons that this Sunday we're doing the Heart Space um, Family Constellation Interplane Journey with the, with the sound healing and transmission. And it's lovely because you'll just get to, well, you'll just go into deep. A lot of people just, just go deep. <laughs> it's so relaxing. And then you're just bathed in the waves of the sound. You know, the first half is the inner journey with the sound. And then you can just relax into the sound vibrations and just let it envelop you and and just assist in the shifting. So we really use the conscious, subconscious, superconscious, the conscious mind, the subconscious, and and the body, the body wisdom, the energy, the mental, emotional. It's really an immersive experience. And you have headphones, you bring your own headphones and you just lay in a comfortable, safe, sacred space, you know, in your home or wherever you want to be. Um, last time some people were actually outside, one in the beach, one in the, under trees. Some people in their bed with their jammies. <laughs> so anyway, that's, if you want to find out more, you can go to soulplayground.life, uh, courses, classes, events. Um, and find out about that. Yeah, I, I'm feeling, are you feeling it? I'm feeling a reconfiguration, like majorly in the body. Um, I've been doing, those of you that are with my Patreon, uh, Soul Path community, got a few tiers, Soul Path Journeyers and um, 
and soul path seekers, and, and I'm doing some extra uploads, a lot of extra uploads and meditations and messages from the guides to support. And I'm talking a bit about my routine, what I'm doing. I'm sharing that to help shift. There's big, big changes. And I got to tell you, I've had, within the last week, I've had so many people schedule for appointments, readings. And um, I email my assistant, Joe's, I was like, kiss the season, it's in the air. I don't know, you guys, if you can feel it, but we are, we are on the precipice of a lot of, think of 2020, how that was changing. We're gearing up for another, like, wild ride, bronco ride, um, externally with outer events that are happening, but also individually, because a lot of you have harnessed enough of your own spiritual essence and energy you know, the energy that comes from that essence. You've really been using your tools. So a lot of you are like poised, like slingshot, you know. You're like, you're like ready to seize and move through those openings. A lot of you, that, and that's my mission, is to prepare people so when things come, to give the heads up, the 411 of what is coming up. It's like when I saw this happening, people that I was working with, I was like, well, you're going to need to work more online. You're going to, you know, you're going to, um, you know, you don't need to rent that office. You know, you're going to be moving anyway. Um, so that's another thing with the with the Soul Path uh, Journeyer on Patreon. I do do mini reads and tune in. It's rewarding for me. It's fun for me. And I also love seeing the results of people stepping forward. I mean, everyone is doing in these groups that I'm luckily, you know, lucky enough and blessed enough to be a part of and help facilitate, I'm just seeing the changes. I mean, it's like the empowerment and people just really moving forward using their, you know, their soul gifts, their talents, their abilities. That's what we need right now in small ways, big ways, whatever way you're called to is to be in that position so as things change, you're ready. You're ready with what it is that you're, you're offering. You're ready, most importantly, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You're ready so that you're like, oh, wow, I don't know why I did this, but I see why now, or I'm prepared. And a lot of it is preparation through spiritual practice, getting comfortable with the pause, the void, allowing the pause, going into the stillness, just going deeper, 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 deeper in, deeper in, and living more and more from that space and attracting from that space, manifesting our actions from that space, the depth of Gaia, Mother Earth, of the divine feminine, letting yourself be swallowed up in the cosmic energy, letting yourself be embraced and swallowed up. That's I'm really finding, I'm really learning a deeper level of what faith and this whole idea of letting go is. I feel so many of us, myself included, we have understood it from such a surface level. And you can't articulate it. You have to live it. It's like leaning back what you think is nothingness and you're going to fall, but, but there's these you know, people have talked about this before, these pillows that hold you up. It's literally source energies holding you up. It's, it's literally that you begin, like, like when you're swimming in the pool or in the ocean and you get on your back and you float. 
if you've ever felt that. You feel the buoyancy, but you feel held up. But you're also held up and buoyed up by your, your own little self, your individual self. If you hold a certain posture, position, right? And that's what we're all going through right now. <laughs> Jay Styling. Oh, Lenny, I love our Patreon community. Me too. I'm so proud of you too, what you're doing. You're doing so much. Jay Styling. Had enough boom boom lately. I'm meditating and contacting, so hope I'm prepared. Oh, yeah, I think there are, Jay Styling. I think Lynn might have done the sound, last sound healing. We decided to do it again because I had so many people email me and even say there's something about you and Grace together. You're this amazing duo. You're, it's like, because as I'm leading the journey, she's doing the sound to it, and we're both in this meditative state. We're in the same room. We're in this meditative state. She's, she's also a musician, and so is her partner, so they it's like a great sound system. Um, and, I, and I'm not going to go into because I'm going to get to callers right now, but in previous shows or podcasts, I did talk about how she's one of the few people that I've met that has had experiences with other dimensional beings, extraterrestrials. She's seen them. I've seen them. I saw them in my classes that I did with her um, at Yoga Nest. And even before I knew her as a, as a friend and colleague, and she came up to a small group of us and said, wow, how about those beings that joined us? The, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, you saw them? She goes, you saw them? And I'm like, yeah, you, I was going to say something, but I didn't want to. You know, I was just new to this whole community and doing yoga nidra, and, and uh, I went to her sound healing, sound baths. Um, did some other amazing classes. The um, Yin Yoga with Sarah Falugo, amazing deep. Talk about deep, but she knows about deep. I'm telling you guys, just go deeper. I don't know what else to say. Just so. so yeah, it's just amazing. I feel like I've met somebody very much at a, you know, she's not a channeler like me, but she sees other beings, other dimensional beings. She's definitely been intuitive with me like to spot stuff with me or say things she's very intuitive and very wise and has a, just a strong lineage of healing energy behind her um yeah so let's get to callers shall we love to hear from all of you three four seven five three nine five one two two even if you're in the chat call in and say hi i just I don't know if you guys can tell by my voice, but I, I feel like I have just been through, I don't know what, the deep, the, de- <laughs> the deep but loving depth. I think that's why we named also, the name came to us Heart Space, because the only way through this next level is really through the heart. And as you align and connect and attune to the heart, that's the access point to the soul, the heart and soul. You know, people call that heart and soul, and I think there's even a piano song called that. Um, It's just critical, and you got to let yourself be guided. It is divine mother, the divine feminine. And it is the feminine aspect or principle of also the masculine. It is the masculine or divine father that's connected to their 
the inner feminine, the receptive, the the encircling, the embracing. And what I'm just suggesting to everyone is, I mean, try it out. I, you know, it may not be for you, but what I'm seeing and, and feeling is this be, letting yourself be embraced by this energetic flow. And, and it is love. It is, it is a higher level of love. It's a love for people that you don't maybe like or, or you misunderstand them, they misunderstand you. <laughs> but you love that the essence of the humanity in them. You love that they're on this journey. Even if, even if they seem to be misguided or even if they are misguided, you begin to see the game, the play, and how it's unfolding. This is the only way we're getting out of this knot. That's where I said this matrix. We have never done this in the history of time. There has not written and non-written, verbal and written. There has, we, there has not been enough people with a level of higher vibrational frequency and consciousness and the awareness that creates a higher consciousness to allow the not to be unwound. Yes, the old paradigm is still acting out and the war and, and divisiveness. All that's going to keep continuing. But there's less and less people feeding into that energy and I hear and see them all the time clients friends students participants that just say oh I'm not feeding we're doing this I'm, I'm co-creating that I'm creating this I'm not feeding that even to one client in an awakenings listener maybe she'll call in who was holding some kind of symposiums or groups for you know, people of divisive nature had to do a lot with the COVID and the vaccine and not, don't back, you know, non-vax, do vax, this and that, but holding the space so people can just speak. And there's other people that are doing that too and other podcasts and forums. You know, in fact, I heard last night, I was listening to uh, a podcast uh, with um, uh, Joe Rogan actually was uh, interviewed Sadguru, oh, I listened to that one, Sadguru, Sadguru Nath, um, and I want to say Maharaj, KJ. <laughs> um, no, it was Bill Ottman and someone else. Anyway, they were doing research, they haven't been, but they were citing research that companies are starting to do, uh, especially tech companies and some uh, psychological and sociological uh, researches about how cancel it, cancel culture does not not only creates the divisiveness, but it doesn't really um, it doesn't really work. There's more ill effects than hearing something, and that's what I have been sharing, whether verbally or on some of my posts, and definitely with people that I've talked to. Is like I, you know, even as people would say, person of color, I, I if somebody is racist or whatever, I'd rather have them be, say that and be that, be themselves. Or what they're what they you know are espousing, or whether it's religion or not believing in spirituality, whatever it is, because then we can learn from each other. You know, people can grow and evolve. I think it was Daryl Davies who's done a lot of work with. Uh, I think it was white supremacist people that have actually changed, and I guess they they mail him his their uh, robes, their Ku Klux Klan robes, KKK robes, and he said something so powerful. He said. He grew up in a time when people would say, and my mom would say this, leopards don't change their spots. Um, and he said, leopards don't change their spots and tigers don't change their stripes. 
But he said something so powerful. He said, yeah, leopards don't change their spots and tigers don't change their stripes because they're born with that, their skin. That's how they are. But people aren't born, you know, well, I'm going to say with non-life enhancing behavior, it's learned behavior, whether it's divisiveness, racism, anti you know, whatever, whatever the behavior pattern, it, it is just that. It's a behavior pattern. It's learned. It's not the essence of who we are. We definitely see that with children. So I was pretty excited about that because it's proven, because a lot of my posts I've said, well, I guess it's just the teacher and therapist part of me. I welcome the diversity of difference of opinions. Now, should people act upon something and harm another person? No. But people want to be heard. And, the, and, and there's always going to be people, you know, or maybe not always, but it, 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 as long as we're in this playing out the duality of the oneness, taking different forms, there are going to be people, obviously, that have differing opinions, points of view, and divisiveness, argument, debate. And we need to be able to tolerate that and then begin to move from tolerance to respect and then see the sacredness. Because people don't get views, even views of trying to control another person, saying, well, if you're anti, you know, if you don't believe a vaccine, then you're, you know, not awake, aware, or conscious, or, you know, you're, you know, whatever, whatever. Or if you do get it, you're this way. If you get it, then you're less evolved. Da, 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 da. People don't get to those fear base conclusions or decisions without triggering. And triggering means that there's unhandled wounding, and usually a lot of unhandled wounding in childhood because they're not connected to their inner core. They're not connected to their true essence, their inner being. Because the inner being of us from the higher self is absolutely able to see beyond the polarity plane of one and two. It's non-binary. It sees behind, ahead, to the left, to the right, and miles ahead, and it can see and empathize where people are coming, where where someone is coming from, and it looks to say, okay, how can we work this out then in the best mutually beneficial way? How can we work this out? So, yeah, okay, let's get to callers. I want to know if you're feeling the configuration. Are you feeling it? Okay. All right, hello, welcome. Hi, Michelle. You're on air. Hi. Hello, Michelle. Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Hello. Hello. This is Mary Beth. This is Mary Beth. We hey, spoke. Mary Beth. Uh, we spoke a few times over the years. It's been two years since we've talked. Um, is it? I first way, learned did you just about you. To Patreon? Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. I just started Hi. this morning. I'm finally trying to. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm. I, I would love to be in a sacred space of empowerment too, and I haven't been able to figure out how to do that yet. I'm, I'm not of the technological generation, <laughs> so. Okay. Um, well, the one you did I learned a donation appreciation. So go look at the tiers. Yeah. Make sure you're getting what you need. But I, well, I think I need. In, I, I, said, I really I think I need to eating. go. Okay, I really think I need to go to an upper tier. And I think maybe my fear was holding me back just financially because I am in the reconfiguration, I tell you. Um, I just want to share this with you. I found you on iTunes over a decade ago. And right before I found you, I had just purchased an iPod, and I downloaded a whole bunch of your shows. And I was going on a bicycle trip. I was riding the Pacific Coast Highway um, from Oregon down to Southern California. 
And I would lay in my tent every night. I think I listened to three years of your stuff (laughs) in like a month. And I felt like, oh, my God, someone is speaking my language. And it felt so good because I feel so connected to you, Michelle, and we are so much on the same frequency. So recently I've started listening to you again. I listen to you on iTunes um, in the archive um, while I'm filling hay bags. I'm working at a horse place. And I called you last year, but I kind of um, got out of it for a while, but I've been back listening to you every week. And um want to be more involved in your community. Um, I feel our so connected to you. Some- our community. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. I feel so connected to you. Sometimes I have to shut it down because I feel like I'm invading your psychic space. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, nope. I know you know what I'm talking about. And just listening yeah. to you talk before, you know, the beginning of the show, you say so many things that it's almost funny. It's like when the tarot cards play with you and they jump out and they, you know, they just make you laugh because you'll say stuff like, you said, shoot, you said, shoot your slingshot. An hour and a half, before, I'm getting chicken skin now. An hour and a half before that, I was like, because I'm a Sagittarius and I am a major Sagittarius Ooh, child. Yes. And I was okay. like, I need to fling my arrow. I need to fling my arrow. I have been in the pause for uh, a long time. And right. I am so ready, and I mean, I'm sure you sense. <laughs> so mm-hmm. my question for you, first I want to show my appreciation for you, and I just started to pick a card. I just started to pick a card oh, the last two weeks. Good. I listened, I listened okay. to the one this morning. I listened to the one last week, and it was like we're sitting together, and I'm having a private reading with you. It's so spot on. I was the the flame that... Oh, and the carnelian has been calling me for months. Oh, and then you my start gosh. talking about, about it. Carnelian flame. So then I picked, oh. I know. I know. So that was another thing. Um, at the beginning of that reading, carnelian flame, you said there's a there's an L coming through, a lady with an L. Well, that I know who that is. Her name's Layla. Uh, <laughs> but oh, you say my so God. many things. Okay. You say so many things that are like, this is like, this is, this reading is tailored just to me. I hope everybody else has that experience. The the pick a card that you did yesterday, or I don't know what day you do it, but that you posted yesterday, I was soul group number two. And then the carnelian flame when you were saying, your hands, blue, your hands. I see a lot of blue in your hands. Well, I, I'm a seasoned body worker, and I haven't worked since the pandemic for a few reasons. I needed a break. I didn't want to do the whole masking. I didn't want to risk. I want it to be all... Pono, where I just, you know, I just, I needed Mm. to do something else for a while. And I want to get back into it. But when I work, blue comes out of my hands. (laughs) Oh, wow, wow. Okay, so Mary Beth, I got to tell you, and you may have heard me say this before, and of course, I, you know, kind of fell into doing, or guided really, uh, to doing videos online. Um, The readings. I knew this individually, like when people schedule their appointment, already I start getting information. A lot of times people, when they call me for a session, I just, you know, start writing. I get information beforehand. So, but what I've seen with the, um, and I really feel like it's a, it's, it's a, a vehicle from God, from source energies, you know, that part of us, it, it, to, for us to understand more the interconnectedness of everything and everyone. 
and to be to recognize our you know the remote viewing part of this, the telepathic. Because what I feel is, like you say, it's tailored, and I do hear that a lot, but it's you. It's all of you that are broadcasting. So we are these amazing transponders where we transmit a signal, a broadcast. We ask a question. We intend it. We ask it. We pray. You literally put it out there into the ethers. I'm just able – I pick it up. So the stronger people are – so the people that usually say, oh, my God. like I said a name last time, and this person – put in the comments, that's my last name, you know, or like the hands. One time I saw someone playing piano and it was some piano player. Um, so we have that, you know, ability. And when I did start channeling, you know, the, I don't know what it was, it was probably 25, 30 years ago, um, the guides would tell me ahead of time, people that were going to come to me and what their questions were, what their, and lo and behold, <laughs> Before I charge, I'd meet them in a class, a workshop, and I'm like, oh, my God. Or I'd be awakened between 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., and I'd get all this information, and I would jot it down. That's when I get mine, too. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. So it's you. That's what I want everyone to know. You, The reason you're getting your answers, whether through me or the bumper sticker or another person or the sky or whatever, or those synchronicities, is because at that moment you're you're in a high enough vibrational frequency that it's like you're getting into that freeway in the ethers and you're putting it out there and it's then coming back to you. So you have to say the reason it's resonating for you, Mary Beth, is because you're intending it and you're putting it out there. And it's also from you. You're I'm I'm just channeling the quantum aspect of you. The high you know, it's like, okay, Mary Beth over there, this is her her order coming through. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, gosh. so now, I appreciate you saying that, and I understand what you're saying, and I'm so thankful to be resonating on this frequency because it's it's so needed right now, and it's it's just it's where I want to be. You know, it's who I am. Uh, but so, you know, and so we lean on each other to ask questions because sometimes we get emotionally entwined in our, you know, I overthink things or. You know, I really do trust and stuff, but I do overthink things. Um, I, I'm I'm contemplating the move to the horse farm that I've been working at. Um, you probably pick up what horses mean to me in my life. And mm-hmm. um, all I can say is, you know, my whole childhood, horses are the love of my life, and I got away from it, you know, through my adulthood, raising my son, son and stuff, and now in my... And I'm so happy doing it, and I have, you know, these doubts. Oh, what about my knees? Can my knees handle it? It's consuming. I'm, like, all in. There's no little bit with me when it comes to horses, you know. There's other stuff. So yeah. I've just heard. And you're doing I've a heard... lot of healing. Yeah. Now, I'm going to interject here because go on. We've got Lynn in the chat saying, upgrade and join the salons. I would love to connect with you. Yeah, and also keep, if you're not on my my list, Maybe I'll add you because um, we have some other things that are coming up, like soul sense of living. I know I need to. I know I need to. You know. Okay. Um, I I'm so an isolator. I'm a hermit. I keep to myself, and I oh, need to. Yeah. I need. I need. We all, I, just, I need community. We need to connect. Yeah, you need community. Yeah. We all need. And then yeah. everybody, you know, you get the gifts, you get the support, you get the, you know, the guidance. 
there's any learnings, and then it empowers you to go and do your thing even more. And then you made some also great, great people. But I want to make sure, because we have other callers, I want to make sure before we have our guest uh, yeah, that's coming on for the Awakening Conversation. Um, Mary Beth, did you have a question? Did you want? Yeah, my question have... is um, this horse farm job that I'm on the, uh, you know, on the edge of taking, is it in my best interest? And should I do it? And will, you know, my my relationship is in the same reconfiguration right now. So I would like answers about my job and my relationship and some, just some guidance there. Okay, so let's see. Well, let's take one because we got if the other one comes through. Um, okay. Um, the job, the horse farm. Well, you thing. feel like you're drawn. To, you feel like you're drawn. To, you definitely feel like you're drawn to that. I think you could make it something that it may not have been, if that makes sense. Like you're, you yeah. might be changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks it looks good, and you love being outdoors. That's another thing, too. It's not just the horses. You need space. But it looks like it would be you know, good I, for you. Feel, feel it out think, a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoot, but okay. I'm so glad that we got to connect. Um Okay. I love you lots, and I'm just so glad that you. I love you lots in. too. You're just so okay. awesome. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Hi, you're on air. Welcome to Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for taking my call. This is Miranda. Hi, Miranda. Hi. So I was wondering what you pick up regarding um, a potential volunteer opportunity. Um, Right now, there seems to be some bumps, and I'm not just don't know. Um, I'm hoping it'll go through, and uh, would love your thoughts if it will go through, and how you see it going forward. Okay, Miranda. And this is a what kind of opportunity you said was a, a volunteering. Volunteering. Mm-hmm. volunteering. Okay, it's good. However, are, are you are you already a little overextended or full with with obligation? No, actually, or would I'm this not. take a, um, Or would this take sorry. a lot? Maybe this is just going to take more. There's something oh. about time and obligation. So it's not saying that it's don't do it or it's bad, but it's like it's asking you to check in or consider. Good. It seems like it's going to lead into something else, Miranda. I don't know if it's just going to be more time that you're putting in or there's another position that's, that's opening through the volunteering or it leads to something else it's much, it, it, are you are you starting in at a certain level and you could you could go further with it or it's kind of what I'm getting I guess that makes sense um, I mean I, I suppose it's possible I, I mean you always hear of stories of volunteers um, um, being hired later on you know um, um, oh, okay just because yeah, so that could be it. Like, it's like a natural transition, I guess. Like, if they need someone and her position opens up, um, I don't know. I'm guessing, but um, it's been a while since I've actually um, been employed. You know, um, so I just thought, let me just start out slowly and volunteer, which I oh, have been doing. Good. 
Yeah, I've been volunteering for many, many years. Um, Okay, that might be what I'm getting then, because you're starting slow, but then it's going to be more and more and more. So you're Mm. definitely being guided for some reason there, and to start slowly. I'm glad you're saying that, because I feel like, and maybe sometimes, you know, when we haven't done something in a while and we go back into it, it's like, oh, gosh, this is a lot, or this is a lot on my mind, or this is, you know, the the requirement, or they may ask you to do more. So definitely I'm hearing keep it to process and and that mm-hmm. you're starting slow is is good, that you're just easing mm-hmm. into it, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it may be that they just really welcome you and it's like, oh, we have this and you can do that. And, you know, it, it's, it just, it, it, right. mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely shows. It I mean, starting, I, I think I'm like capable. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You're very capable. And they're going to see that as well. So, yeah, do it. I, it's, it really you know, what I'm getting intuitively and what I get from what you're saying, you're really doing it in the, the most life-enhancing way for you, the best way, by starting mm-hmm. slow. Starting slowly and letting it, you know, putting the evolve. feet in and then yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. Let it evolve, because yeah. I definitely feel it's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. And then that'll be another topic of how much farther do, do you go, you know, or do you just stay mm-hmm. with what you're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So you do see it going somewhere because right now there are like some bumps, um, you know, little like well, bureaucratic see, stuff, red tape. Well, that yeah, the red tape, that may be what you have to, the timing, mm-hmm. time-wise, get through. Mm-hmm. Let's ask getting through the red tape. Well, I feel like some of the red tape is they also just really want to be sure. So I don't know what it is you're volunteering for, but it, it seems like it's something that maybe quite a few people volunteer. Maybe they don't stick with it. I don't know. But there, there, there seems to be a reason why they're going through. Oh, it's more the clear medical clearance stuff. Um, yeah. It's, and is there um, training? Um, potentially, but I've, I've done a lot of it. Um, I'm, okay. But yeah, I'm there might be the, the, tra- the training. They don't want to put the time in or the energy or the cost and people mm. don't stay. That's also another part. Correct. So there's a lot of investment right. on their part is what I'm hearing. Right, right. Yeah. Right. All right, Miranda, right. keep us posted. It's, it sounds Thank quite you so interesting. Much. I'd love to hear how you do with it. Yeah, yeah. you're so welcome. I, I'll, I'll check in. Thank you. Take care. You're welcome. Thank Take you for care. your share. Bye. Well, thank you. Oh, I love this podcast. love people calling in. 347 539 Two two is the number. I do see a lot of people in the queue. If you have a question or a comment or you want a reading, please press one on your keypad. Three four seven five three nine five one two two. Press one on your keypad. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Hi, you're on air. Oh, let's see. Hi, you're on air. Oh, oh, hello. Can Hi. you hear me? Hi. Michelle? I sure can. Oh, I guess. Yes, hi. What's your oh, birthday? good. I just heard, Marie, I just heard something say unmuted, so I thought we got disconnected. Oh, yeah. uh, my name is yeah. Marie, and um, I thank you for taking my call. I, I'm i struggling with my relationship right now, and I'm, I'm not quite sure how to go forward. Um, you've experienced a few losses recently, and... Um, or I have, and and um, 
the the person that I'm in a relationship with is my my high school sweetheart who we reunited and reconnected back in 2020 after 33 years. We've always been friends throughout the years, and we reconnected in 2020 and really had no intentions of dating. We just, you know, we had always been friends, but we somehow fell back in love, and we weren't expecting to do that. Um, We just, you know, thought we would just, you know, reunite, get together. It had been a long time. I was married for about 13 years and uh, recently divorced. So um, so my question is, um, we've been in a relationship for the past couple years, and it's been up and down, but most of it has been up. And just recently we um, decided to end it, but... I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I guess my question is, what do you, what do you see going forward? Because I know there's a lot of love there, and there's a lot of um, connection, but there's also some challenges and baggage that are um, attached to both of us. He has a 20-year-old son who's who he's dealing with, and he's he's living a lifestyle that's really stressing him out and. I think that has a lot to do with what's been going on. Well, the first thing I heard when you said you got back with someone, I thought you got back to complete, that there's a completion there. And it does show on a day-to-day basis, the day-to-day activities, there's power struggles or struggles or difference of approach, lifestyle approach, it could even be the lifestyle or the approach with his his son. Um, I would say just hmm, be open. I feel you will be in communication. You might even hang out again or date again, or or or, or there could be more of a sense of support. I also feel that there's something about self-esteem issues for both of you, feeling comfortable with yourselves and your own skin, your own gifts, uh, confidence, self-esteem, I guess I'm hearing more, that you're to to kind of work on. Um, on our, on say, my self-esteem? Separately, yes, yes. Oh, yes. separately, work. okay. Yes, separately. And, so work um, on our, our work? Keep, your worth, yourself, yourself. Oh, my worth. Your worth, my your worth. Okay. Yes. You've got similar issues in that. Um, I'm not hearing a hard no with the relationship, but I do feel like there, there, there may be someone else. I mean, this is just a quick read. I feel that because it, it showed coming back to complete. There's some kind of completion. I feel a little bit like he's maybe, I don't know, enabling the son. You know, again, there's just there's some stuff that has to be sorted through that can't be done as a, as, as a couple. There, there's not, a, you know, there's not okay. enough history and resonance there to do as a couple. But it is saying if you can go on about your way, your business, what's, what's right for you, and even be open to being, dating other people, just be open. Okay. And be open to what unfolds with him. I would definitely would not put all the, the eggs and wait around for him to put the eggs in the basket because I feel he's going through so much. And there's sometimes people can't deal with stuff, and it's you know their children or job or overwork. You know my career, my those can be wonderful reasons or excuses 
it's like to kind of hide, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's what I would say because it's not, I don't feel it's a destiny issue that you are together, but sometimes there are things, there are things, destiny issues, there's things that we have that happen in life that are destiny, if you want to call faded. And sometimes we could delay, forestall them, you know, but they're meant to happen. Um, and sometimes that destiny, because the destiny was for completion, was you to come, was for both of you to come back around. I feel you both were very still connected and, and, and even curious about, about each other. Like whatever happened, whatever happened to that person, you know, what's yeah. going on. But whether you go together, whether you go to the next stage or a new stage or level is a free will choice for both of you. You're destined okay. to be in another long-term committed relationship, but with whom that's open, okay? And part of that is because okay. the learning lesson is about you choosing from a place of self-empowerment, from a level of, okay. of, a, I understand. of self-worth. You do? Okay, cool. All right. All right, yeah. Lily, big hug to you. Thank you so All much, right. Isha. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. I appreciate you calling in. I know it's it's tough because there's a lot of connection there and there's a lot of love and, and you know, again, just energy between the two of you. But that's what yeah. I would say right now. It's very transitional. All right. All right, sweetie. Lots of love. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. All right, everyone. It is time for our second half of the program, our awakening conversation today is uh, with Becca Piastrelli. Uh, she's the author of Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect with Land, Lineage, Community, and the Earth. All right, let's see. Let's connect with her. Hey, Becca, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having uh, me on your show. Oh, you're so welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Wow, you know, I'm going to get a little background on you also, but i got to just say the synchronicity of, of this um, because of, you know, your, the book. The, you know, I feel like we are going back to kind of the root race, um, you know, in, indigenous, the first peoples. There's something about our roots and, you know, kind of like the slow cooking, slow fashion, you know, this kind of going back, um, Connecting with the land, connecting with community, the earth, and what are the rituals that help us do this? I, I just did a post the other day on this from my Patreon group on the routine, what helps ground me. And we're sorely lacking in enough examples of this, definitely in the mainstream. You know, we, we, we've got to find ways that I almost feel like that how do we patchwork quilt this together during this time of transition, and then also to live this way. So I imagine through your book um, and the research that you did and just looking around, you saw the lack or you see the lack, you see the, the, the holes where we don't have this um, present in us. Do you say that's yeah. a fair assessment? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've lived it. I've, I've, it's only recently that I found words feeling, you know, that I've felt throughout my entire life. So the words I use are, um, you know, lack of feeling of belonging or the fact that we live in the age of loneliness. It was like, 
this existential ache I felt my whole life of things missing. Mm. And when I looked to what the term I discovered, ancestral ways, the ways our ancestors lived, and we have a lot of ancestors and they all lived in a lot of different ways, but just looking at the history of just like how quickly a computer chip develops and how much in the last you know, 30, 40 years, we've, the demands of our time and attention and energy and the way it affects our nervous systems, the way it affects our feelings of um, being worthy of our feelings of belonging. Um, that mm-hmm. was enough proof for me to be like, oh, our animal bodies are not designed for this pace for this time. And so it's natural to feel like maybe you're not doing it well or failing. And it's like, oh, no, the system, this this way that this computer, I use these terms, computer robotic way of trying to operate, uh, you know, as if we aren't animals, as if we aren't of the wild, as if we aren't seasonal cyclical beings. That clicked for me yeah. is why I haven't felt fully, you know, fully dialed in for a lot of my life. So that's why I wrote the book. And that's, that's what I think about every day. Wow. Well, you know, psychologically, but what we call, what are the button is belonging that we, we have this button. I mean, and ultimately it's belonging in the whole world and universe, the interconnectedness. But of course it, you know, it's almost like inner and outer chicken and egg. You have to do it in the, in the sense in the, the, quantum or spiritual aspect of us, but also with the the people and I would say community, neighborhood, what is the routine or ritual of your life? Those those two, you know, need to be need to be balanced, you know. Alpha Omega, if you will, however you want to look at it. Um, what do you find and you said ritual, root and ritual. I'd love to um connect with you more on that and from that standpoint because one of the things I'm feeling is and maybe your book answers this is that we not only need to see it you know the examples of this but people have to pause and go okay what is my ritual what is my routine what is the you know how do I you know feel and find that um, belonging you know otherwise it's not only scary but extremely stressful especially with what we're going through uh, the collective right now, if you don't have some of this in place. So when you, so from that standpoint, what I'm sharing with you, what's your context for that root and ritual? Mm-hmm. And how do you satisfy yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just like everyone else, a work in progress. <laughs> so this is yeah. Oh, we very all are. Much... I never end. I don't think yeah. that. I don't think it is. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. It's fun. After it's... a while, it becomes kind of fun the layers of the onion you just peel it away and there's a new layer totally yeah so yeah so root and ritual the the reason I say the root before the ritual is because I'm someone who in my seeking would just be like just tell me what to do and I'll do it like you know that's sort of like how many Hail Marys do I need to say from like my religious upbringing of like you know, we're all looking for the path, the answer, someone to save us, you know, not we all, but a lot of us yeah. can identify with like, yeah. I feel lost. Tell me what to do to feel found. Tell me what to do to save myself or save me. And so this is, this I would characterize as, you know, as being ungrounded, forgetting our roots, forgetting that our feet are on the earth, 
that our roots run deep, that we have been here for a long time, that we belong here, all these ways. And so I think ritual and, and the rituals I give in the book are very careful to not be like prescriptive, to not say like, if you do this every morning, you will feel belonging forever. Cause that's not who, yeah. everyone who writes that book. I just don't believe no. them. Because no, I love that you say that. No, I think we can own. I love that you say, cause I think that, examples are so important or this works for me or I find people like this or this helps. But we can't say there is no prescription because people were all individual. No. And so, yeah, I love that you say, that. but that you give examples. Cause see, I feel examples are so important. I feel that I mean, they're, they yeah. help me. I know that. Me Definitely. too. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and when I need I to see it or read it, the examples, Yes. And I, when I get, when I give the examples, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to kickstart that part of us or that like remembrance, that part of us that maybe we've never activated in this lifetime, but this idea that we can, like it is our birthright to create our rituals and live a sacred life. And that lives in all of us. Right. And we don't need any sort of certification or regalia that that we can go out and put our hands on the earth or put our hands on a tree or look up at the moon or the stars in the sky and we can feel something deep and meaningful and we can bring that back into our life. And so I do give examples, but it's all meant to, and it's all meant for the reader to be like, oh, actually, this thing I do every day is a ritual, and it does provide meaning for my life. Like the way I take a shower, the way I drink my water or my coffee, you know, the way I, you know, think of five things I'm grateful for, mm. the way I, I, move, yeah. I walk slower, you know, there's all these ways in which we are living a ritual life, and how can we root in and find presence and awareness to realize that there is sacred in the everyday. Mm, yeah, see that? Oh, love that. I'm just take a breath on that one. I find that it's, that's always been important to me, but I'm finding even more now. It's these everyday rituals yeah. that we connect in with. The ground us that I, I my rituals are walking sometimes two three times a day depending on how much time I have but I also go I go visit this one chicken and then this other area where there's all these chickens and a rooster <laughs> and oh. I, certain cafes I go to yeah I go see the chicken now they're getting to know me my presence they'll come up they'll cluck at me the rooster will do his little rooster noise um, and I'm like wow they know who I am now you know they come over here I don't know why I'm called to do this. I just followed my intuition on it. My body likes walking over there. I connect in. Um, what, and what would you say? Because I know for me, I just kind of try things out. I feel things. I'll get a flash. I'll get an idea, curiosity about something. And then I see how that fits into my routine. And then I'm able to see or my, that, that ritual, how it's grounding me or supporting me through the inner and outer changes that I'm going through. And very often I find rituals there's a preparation for something, you know. What have you found that is helpful for people to not only start to have a ritual, but to know what ritual is right for them? Like did you just mm-hmm. get like a flash of insight or think about something? Is it through interest? What would be the best way for people to – because a lot of people say, well, I don't know what to do or, you know, yeah. they, that, well, that's mostly what they say. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, my typical response here is to invite everyone to slow down 
I think there is a, we live in a fast paced society. And I think a lot of us are up in our heads, like, you know, above the neck sort of spinning out. And that's the part that says, I don't know what to do. And that's the part that wants, you know, that's the part of us that is out of our body. And so I'd say the first thing to do is connect with your body slow, like even just like walk in slow motion. It could feel a little silly, but it just slows down all the spinning that often happens here where you can actually hear wherever the source of truth or intuition lives in your body. Um, You know, for me, it's in my gut. For some, it's in their heart, you know, in their womb space, in their crown. Like connect to that part of you that does know. And then trust it. Or like if it's hard to trust it, just try it, right? Just try right. it. And I find a lot of a lot of folks who want to create ritual, they have to get through that first initial feeling of it being silly, of it feeling a little silly. Yeah. So like, is this right? Yeah. Feeling a little insecure. And and maybe like, what well, is this is weird? And I just say, Okay. So what if it's weird? Just try it, yeah. you know, and then often yeah. that gets you to the place of like, oh, this is meaningful. I'm feeling a shift, and then it can go deeper from there. Mm. Mm, like, yeah, and then it can go deep. Yeah, now that's interesting you say that because now that you say this, I'm finding this. It does start kind of surface, some of our rituals, and then later yeah. on there's a deepening. We start seeing the reason why, but we may not see that reason why in the beginning, especially if we choose it organically. That, that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. I often tell people like, let's start with your, most people are drinking something in the morning, whether it's water, coffee, or tea. I say, start with that. How can you bring more ritual to that moment or bathing? Everyone's taking a shower or a bath, right? Let's start with that element of of either bringing something into your body or having something move over your body, like water. Mm-hmm. And what is it you can bring in and what is it can you clean off? Those are two. So just to, like, get people started. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's surface level, like, I had a crappy day and I just want to wash off this interaction I had at the grocery store. There you go. Or if it's I woke up and I need more energy, or I need more something like that. Like when you drink in, call upon like wisdom, courage, bravery, love, and taking that in. Mm, I like that. So really, there's an in, it's creating some kind of maybe intentionality. A, I mean, that's my big word yes. right now, not just intention, but intentionality in our living. It, it feels like something I step into now, you know. Much yeah. more intentional. Um, you know, every guest, I mean, obviously, the, the podcast that I do, people talk a lot about meditation, mindfulness. Um, but I will say the last few years, no matter what the guest has been into, and we have a wide array, they've all talked about stillness quieting down, slowing down. They're slowing down. Like you can't do this unless you slow down. You can't know really what to do unless you slow down. And now you're saying this also. Um, it seems something that we're all beeping upon and having to do and, and bring that into the ritual um, of slowing down. Any kind of thoughts on that and suggestions? 
how that can mm-hmm. one can enter into that a bit more. Yeah, so this is so it's hard, right? It's hard to slow down. I think that's really yeah. it's like the the simplest things are often the most challenging and I think let's give we give ourselves a little bit of grace here with like I talk about as the water we're swimming in, you know, like it's a fast paced world, inboxes, social media, you know, more, more, more rush, rushing to work. You know, it's, it is, it is an energy frequency, right. Of, of like Mm -hmm. the collective trauma response to our times. It, It doesn't feel good. And so, and it's hard to opt out of, particularly if you do have like all of us do, you know, jobs, responsibilities, we're parenting, we're caretaking. We can't fully opt out of the linear time construct. I talk about that in the book about, uh, you know, other alternatives to linear time, like mythic time. And yet we can't, we can't opt out. Most of us, I'd say 99.9% of us can't opt out. So how can we bring, so this is where we can exercise our ability to, to uh, have influence in the areas that we can't. So where can you, mm. um, you know, so one of the things I do in my email is I have in my email signature, you know, like where it says my name and my email. And as I say, like, mm-hmm. I, I live at a slower pace. You can expect a response within 48 to 72 hours. So there it is, right? That is creating right. a boundary where I'm going to move slower. And then it gives permission for other people to do that, too. So there is, so people read it and they go, oh, I could operate slower and I could put a boundary and I could inform people that I'm going to move slower. So there's one. The other is like to notice when you're rushing, like I said before, to actually slow yourself down, like literally act like you're in slow motion and see how that feels. So just like to pattern interrupt, right? There's a pattern to play and mm-hmm. you notice it. Just, just, you know, act like a slow motion cartoon. And see how, okay, so we're interrupting this pattern I have to keep rushing. Uh, and then I say look to the seasons. That's how I live my life seasonally. And the seasons look different wherever we live. I live in Northern California, mm. so it's fully spring here. And I know in other parts of the country, it's, it's not yet. Even if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's winding down to autumn. Uh, and right. And I just let the season and I look to the trees and the flowers and the plants and the animals, the birds, and I'm, I'm noticing what they're doing. And I'm saying, Oh, I'm of you. I'm of the wild. So the, so the winter, you know, that's slow season. Right. And now I'm starting to feel a little pickup. And so I'm like, okay, a little bit of like, you know, gathering the first nuts of spring feels right, but also can be chilly at night, so I have to move slower. My metabolism moves slower at this time, but it is starting to pick up. What should I be eating? That helps guide me as opposed to putting so much pressure on myself, like you're not slowing down, Becca. Bad job slowing down. It's like having grace and then watching the natural world to guide us in that pace, earth pace. Mm, I like that. And doing it where you can. I like what you talk about mythic time, you know. And, of course, subconsciously we start moving things around if we just even allow, even if it's only five or ten minutes, um, to, to slow down, to have that space. 
Um, one of the things I recently did, uh, Becca, and I, I can't believe it took me so long to, to figure this out, but on my phone, you know, my, I have an exchange service, so everything is, goes from various devices, from computer to iPad to phones and uh, appointments and clients and, and email. And I, even if I wasn't answering the email since I work for myself, I would be compelled to notice how many emails are there. And sometimes I would just yeah. Out. And you know what I finally did? I took it off of push notifications. I don't see now. Uh-huh. I don't get the – yes, I can't believe how long it is. It, I can't tell you just some stress that it just relieved, you know, without feeling like, oh, I'm taking time off now, but I see, you know, maybe I should answer that really quickly. You know, maybe I should get to that. That boundary for me, just creating that buffer, a little more space, um, and again, intentionality that, you know, I, I don't like to do that kind of work on my phone. That's my business line or my uh, computer. Somehow I just finally thought of it, like, okay, I'm sure there's a way to go disable this, you know, because I wasn't getting notification, but I could still see on that little mail icon, you know, how many, <laughs> you know, emails were there coming in. Um so it did take a little certain amount of different mindfulness that I thought I was, you know, being quite mindful. Um, but obviously, there's always a next, there's always a next level. You know, there's a next level of awareness and, and mindfulness. Um, but I wouldn't have seen that had I not slowed down and kind of checked in with myself. You know, I, I think that's a that perfect idea. example to give. I think that is. That is so accessible for all of us, right? To just notice where mm-hmm. we aren't noticing. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, that is exactly. And I had no idea. You know, when you're like, why am I in a bad mood? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching the push notifications go off on my phone. And then, oh, I can turn those off. Like, yeah, there you go. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. How many times I had looked and it's like, and I wouldn't answer, but still cause a little like, knock on the door, knock on the shoulder, like, oh, it's there, you know, it's there. And, um, yeah, to just be able to not have that. Um, maybe that's a good idea as a check-in, you know, in that slowing down process you're talking about. Maybe a check-in to see are there little things like this that I know sometimes I just let slide, slide, well, I'm not answering, doesn't matter, I'm, I'm spending time doing something else, but I'm out and about with my phone. You know, I'm taking pictures yeah. with my phone. I'm texting a friend to meet with my phone, and it's mixing in with work stuff, right, the client stuff. And it's, yeah, there's a little, I'm seeing it, but now I don't see it. So, yeah. Oh, who knew? It just, you know, we're always learning. We're always Learning. That's just the bottom line. Yeah, Maybe the idea something... is to stay in that learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in, in this process of, of slowing down and noticing where you have opportunity to either move slower or opt out of something, uh, yeah, it's like it wakes up cells in your body. This is why I, I talk about, mm. you know, remembering as opposed to like coming into new things. Like through epigenetics, we know that you know, like uh, trauma can be passed down through ancestral DNA, but that means wisdom can too. 
And so I think about yeah, how like you know, we, we all come from millions of ancestors who lived at a slower pace. You know, some went through really mm-hmm. rough horrors and a lot went through, you know, times of uh, great connection and, and um, union. And how can we call upon that to, you know, build resilience and have us operating and living in a way that's more aligned with our values and more aligned with what makes us feel good to cultivate bravery and courage to leave situations that aren't serving us. Like that is a source, that is a place to resource ourselves. And it's a place to, you know, like I think my ancestors are helping me when I decide to, you know, take three days to respond to an email. I think there's wisdom there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting you're talking about wisdom because I've really been, I call it beeping. I've really been beeping on that word and the concept of that lately. And I almost feel like that, that there is this call, spiritual call in a sense, to tap more into our wisdom. And I know in a lot of the well, wisdom teachings from ancestors, there is that. It's, and, you, and you kind of touched upon it earlier when you said, you're not prescribing something or subscribe, you know, you're not um, saying this is the formula, this is the way to do it, and you'll have this result. And I, I do feel like in some other cultures, uh, more indigenous cultures, um, especially Maori, and um, they do, even in their children, kind of have these, these questioning. You know, they're not always just answering or giving the, prescription or the manual but it's it's more of well what does that bring out for you or what what did you learn from this so it, it, it it's interesting that you're talking about this wisdom because i feel like there is this call of all of us no matter where we are in the path to begin to perhaps connect more to our wisdom our own inner knowing you're kind of seeing a shift towards that absolutely I think a lot of us have had enough of this pace of life and a lot of us have had enough and there's, you know, we're, we're in the midst of a massive cultural transition and, um, you know, COVID has affected a lot of us in like, you know, irreparable ways, ways where in which we are like, okay, a lot is shifting within us. And so, um, you know, you mentioned indigenous wisdom. That was really one of the, research pathways for this book and for my life was to realize that we are all indigenous to somewhere and um, Mm -hmm. we all have that there's sort of a universal indigenous principles and you know we have to bring up the historical context of you know colonization and and cultural dominance that has wiped it out from many many of us who identify as uh, descended from Europe or from colonizer ancestors but we still have indigeneity and so we can mm-hmm. call upon this wisdom, right, of being curious, of not having to know the answer, of not being binary, not being either or, but being both and, of looking to mm-hmm. the earth for answers, to seeing the earth as alive and as, you know, akin, as friends, and communicating with, see, all these things I'm talking about are indigenous principles that can be found all over the mm-hmm. world, and I just want to awaken that in us. Mm, I love that. And and some when you look through um archetypes and myths, it's it's the 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 wild side. It's the adventure. It's the um you know, the tarot, the fool. 
you know, that's ever wise, but always beginning and open and curious and um, playful and, you know, making the sacred out of the mundane. Um, very important yeah. archetype to connect back into, which I feel like even you touch upon this a bit with the, with the idea of, you know, technology or devices, which I love, uh, but that too much of that removes us unless we use it, those devices and things intentionally to support that aspect of us, um, you know, maybe through art or capturing something or, you know, music, just like an instrument, you, you would, you know, use the connected perhaps to that part. Um, but we have gotten a bit removed from it. So how do we hear that voice? I almost feel like how do we hear that 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 pulse or that rhythm within us and within the earth again, how do we begin? I think I know the answer to what you're going to say, but how do, how, how do we, <laughs> yeah, I want to see if it's, I want to see if it's, uh, I, I, I kind of think I know one thing that you're going to say, but, but just uh, humor me. How, how do we, how do we start to get back to that, that kind of re, that reset and in, in, in thinking, you know, alignment yeah well my primary answer is to slow down <laughs> I'm sure that's what, what I, was, you I, I just put say. it in the chat I just that's what she was going to say I wrote it in the chat to slow down <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's 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 a more um yeah I have a, a more a deeper response to that as well so the the book I wrote uh it's divided into four sections and they are land lineage community and the self. And so these are four areas in which I believe we can cultivate that deeper sense of wisdom, that deeper sense of belonging, that deeper sense of knowing that deeper relationship. And I believe relationships to these four entities, which are land, the wild, our ancestors, who and what we come from, which is more than just our relatives. You know, we come from stars, we come from trees, we come from the earth itself. Uh, Community, which is a huge piece of we are communal beings and we are not meant to do life alone. We are not meant to be isolated in our single family dwellings, and yet we are. So how can we call upon community to support us? I often feel the most resonance and the most connected when I am in community, and it is something I resist because I also feel scared. I also uh, mm-hmm. have a wound of abandonment and fear of being, you know, cast off, the witch wound, if you will. And so that's a practice yeah. of mine. I see it as a practice to show up in community. And then the final one is self because that is the, that is, we are our first home. And so what, mm-hmm. what do we contend with in ourselves, our beliefs and our traumas and what we've inherited as far as stories so so yes I think slowing down to be with these things is key and often and and this could sound complicated and that's why you know if you're if you're listening you're interested I and I would encourage you to get the book because I walk you through like little practices and rituals that don't take a lot of time because I know we all have things to do but these little things over time do have us making different choices. Do have us turning off the push notifications. Do have us yeah. operating more slowly. And it and it you know and I believe little changes add up. That's the game I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing the slow long game to a different way of life. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Because because then the body-mind system likes it, gets used to it, feels good, and then it always extends longer. We don't have to worry about that and keeping it, you know, organic. Um, yeah, I like that you say, um, I think at the program, I, for some reason I had and earth, but it, and self. The way that you have it broken down um, gives, I feel, people something a little more tangible or concrete to engage with, work with, play with, engage with, and, and you know, okay, I'm going to focus on this or integrate this. Or also, to me, the flip side is maybe they're doing it and then you can start recognizing it. I know sometimes I'll do things so intuitively and organically, but then to give it that meaning, that true meaning, it's like after the fact I look and I go, oh, 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 I see where this is serving me or how this is healing, or okay, you know, and then, so I think sometimes we can kind of back into something and, and maybe not even sometimes think we're doing something or doing enough, you know, <laughs> the proverbial not doing enough. And then when we, again, yeah. <laughs> slow down and look within, we go, oh, yeah, now I see, now I understand. Um, also sounds like, Becca, but what you're sharing is, a deeper and if not even better relationship with ourselves and then therefore each other. That's part of really what I'm hearing reflected in what you're saying. Um, it kind of goes back to that self. Yeah. I mean, I put self, so I begin with land and then I, I end the book with self. And I did that very intentionally because uh, I wanted that to be like the final piece of the foundation that we don't forget. I think so many of us leave ourselves in some way, abandon ourselves in some way in our seeking of feeling mm. better, feeling more meaning, feeling more connection when really that is to bring us home to ourselves. Like that is the whole point. And so it was like, I took, I'd take, folks on a journey and then I say and remember like and how are you talking to yourself are you talking to yourself like mm. you would talk to a beloved child or pet no okay like how can we fix that how do you treat your body how do you touch yourself how do you do you know how you cycle with the moon you know how do you know how you feel in the depths of winter and the height of summer like do you know yourself and if not that's okay and here are practices for that so Yes, it's it's vital. It's the fourth and very important piece of the pie. Yeah, and you give someone each place to start and a, a way to look at these parts of their their life and themselves and really how to also not just look but to tap into to integrate. And I and I, I really think these models I you know, I always say that we're this new consciousness or new emerging consciousness um, needs new it needs forms that hold that, you know, podcast, books, recording, music, art, ways of you know, it has to have its expression and experience. And therefore, we also again it goes back to needing to see the examples of view and hear and read them. We we you know we 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 learn by modeling. You know, we have to look around. 
And that also helps with being inspired. Um, speaking of inspired, what was your inspiration for not just the book, but the way you laid it out? Yeah, it um, it just came to me. It's really just like the last 15 years of my life. It it formed in those four areas. It, it just naturally unfolded for me in that way. So that when I wrote the book, it was it was just sort of like I took the last 15 years of my life and I made them words on paper, and there they were. So it was it's really just an offering of where I have found you know like the balm where I have found places that have really affected me in deep and lasting ways you know these quick fixes didn't but these areas of my life you know like I tried the diets and I tried the gurus and I tried all the things and and these areas provided mm-hmm. something deeper and longer lasting mm, yeah the deeper again we can't go deeper without slowing down you know um and to be held in in that in that depth, you know, it's, you know, I just said held, and it just reminded me that these things do do. You know, people talk about anchoring and grounding, yes, but it holds us up. This buoyancy, our connection to our the land, the lineage, the lineages that we connect with or identify with. You know, where do we get our spiritual and perhaps mental, emotional nurturance, and then community, and then the the self, the true self. It all kinds of holds up this kind of buoyancy. And I think it's such an important conversation for the times that we're finding ourselves in right now in the collective. It's just, I feel, even more crucial, more important um, than ever before. I don't know your thoughts on that, Oh, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's always been important. And then it's like something about the last few years, right, where we felt yeah. um, sh- shaken up in deep ways. Yeah, it just, so I've, yeah. I've had this book in mind for so long. And then as I wrote it, and as I edited it, it just became more and more potent. It's just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's very affirming for me, you know, in my work. To just feel like, okay, this stuff matters. You know, it's not just a trend. You know, this is real right. and important and long-lasting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's kind of two tiers, though. Those people that maybe are awakening to the importance of this and how do I do this, and then another tier, perhaps, of those that it always has been important, you know, even though it always has been yeah. important in the collective. But there is something very sacred and empowering and reassuring and self-loving when you see, wow, this stuff really is helping me. It really is getting me through. It's really empowering me or it's sustaining me or um, kind of being able to just relax or rest into something. And I think that's a great gift. Um, You're giving people, you know, wherever they find themselves on the road with this you know, is that this is, um, yeah, always been important, but I think it's going to be moving up a couple of notches or maybe more in the forefront of, of more people. I know, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, especially with gardening and things like that, 
which I know you're you're uh, a part of uh, putting your energy into that. Um, I think people this gives people the chance to make better choices. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and to and to turn to what is already happening in our lives right now. I love how you talked about like making magic or sacred of the mundane. Like, yeah, let's just turn to what it is like how we cook our food, what we're feeling mm-hmm. and thinking when we stir the soup, how what we do when we, you know, like weed the garden, how we bring our attention and intention to how we take a shower. Like there's so much here for us right where we are. Right where we are. Beautiful. Oh, Becca, okay, we're winding out of time here. Um, thanks so much for being on the program. Uh, let me know how people can connect with you. They um, feel like connecting further. Yeah, so thank you again. Thank you for having me on your show. You're a delight, and I'm glad to be connected with you now. My, um, my, I have a podcast, too, if anyone's interested. It's called Belonging with Becca Piastrelli, where I talk more about all of these things and talk to interesting people about what they're doing. Uh, and then, yeah, you can get the book. It's called Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect to Land, Lineage, Community, and the Self, and it's available everywhere. If you're interested, it's beautifully illustrated with journal prompts and recipes and practices and rituals and a bit of my story. And, um, yeah, it looks beautiful on an altar if you have an altar practice. Um, yeah, I, I would love for you to get it if it feels exciting to you. Love that. Love that. Oh, what a beautiful conversation. So fit in with the um, – the deep encircling energy of today, embrace of energy. Oh, Becca, we'll continue this anytime you want to come back and um, just keep shining bright. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Oh, all right, Soul Light. Thanks for co-creating this um, with me. I love Awakenings community. Um, our guest was uh, Becca Piastrelli. Um, info about her is in the uh, episode description box below. Um, let's see. If you cut this podcast a little later, I do have a sound transmission, connect in, tune in, interplane journey, and sound bath this Sunday, March 20th, if you're interested in being a part of this. Um, you can go to events and classes, events and courses on soulplayground.com, soulplayground.life, and um, just um, sign up. <laughs> so connect in. All right, everyone. As always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and keep awake. What to love. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to... Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.